There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, the fuck did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that, Fuck a jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. Tunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Before we get started, we would like to give a shout out to Battle Bards. BattleBards.com has background ambiance, battle sounds, and much more. Bring your tabletop venture to life. With BattleBards.com. Hey everyone, it's Doc from Bros and Dragons, and I wanted to tell you guys about an amazing company that we are proud to support throughout our whole corporation, and that is Wormwood. The quality and commitment this company has is amazing and supports all nerd endeavors. There is only one acceptable outcome for their craftsmen, a product that they can take personal pride in and absolutely satisfied customers. If you are unsatisfied with your product for any reason at all, they will fully refund or replace the item free of charge. They always guarantee their products. Whether you're looking to buy deck and card boxes, dice vaults, hero vaults, dice towers, personal or tabletop dice trays, or some other accessories such as card sleeves, dice, tile trackers, leather play mats, or more, this company is top of the line. They even do custom orders. They call the wood that they use Core 16, and I encourage you to go to their website for more information on this. So when you are in the market for tabletop or nerd gaming needs, think Wormwood first. Hello, I'm Daniel Doc Gentry. Welcome to the world of Enon. I am its creator and your narrator. Sit back and relax as I take you out of your reality and into my nightmares dream world. Welcome to the Bros and Dragons podcast. Today, we will be following the adventures of Keith Ross. I play Captain Martin Firewell, a human male barbarian. John Sika, and I play Alicia Fargo, a female human rogue. Tom Benson, I play Xandro, a male wood elf ranger. Let us adventure on. Wow, what an amazing path you have traveled since the downfall has come into this country. Xandro, you seem to have more and more people coming to you for information about fighting the demons of the land. Though you have not seen them all, you gladly help all those that come to you. Helping to mate those in the last few years is giving you insight into the demons and fiend no one else has had. You spend time both alone and with the patrols in the areas around the capital. You have declined to join the city guard, though they come to trust you even to the point that all the officers listen to you and follow your lead on patrols. You have made some friends in the guard and with some of the people you have met. You know that your people are holding the corruption at bay and the call of the mountain still rings in your soul. What have you done since the assault on the gates three months ago? 
Other than patrolling with the guard, I have tried to figure out exactly what this symbol is on my bow. Also find it odd that I've actually become friends with a few of the people uh, in the guard and in the town. You've taken that symbol in your bow to every scholar that you can think of, and nobody has ever heard of or seen that god before. Alicia, you have had a lot of revelation in your life. You have found Martin Firewell again, accomplished a goal that you've had for years, but you did not find the same man you remember. You have found the shell of a man he used to be. You have stuck by his side faithfully, and you started to see the passion return to him, but not as it used to be. After the assault on the southern wall, you have sworn your life to a goddess you have never heard before. Nothing has come of the blade you have now, but you keep it on you all the time. But through talking with Queen Rebecca, you have found out that the Silver Mother will ask you to kill people without giving you reason. And heard the confession of Rebecca when she told you what happened when the Silver Mother asked her to kill her father and she refused. Possessing her body into the skies of her orc alter ego, she drove her blade into her father's heart and saw it, knew it was her, but was powerless to stop it. What have you been doing for the last three months? I have been trying to figure out what my blade actually does, other than it just being a blade. And I have also attempted to work on my archery skills. Martin Firewell, you have recommitted your life to a cause. Though it has been so long, you still do not know how to trust yourself completely. Why did Arlen take your arm back before the attack of Deimos' army? What is with this tattoo that moves as like feathers being blown in the wind? What will it take to be the man you want to be, and what will cleric training be like to you? You have not had any more visions of your goddess, but her visage is still in the front of your mind, her beauty and her power pouring forth, the beauty outside of her hall. You have started thinking you see some of those same characteristics in Alicia, the power, the grace, and how powerful she has become, not to mention, she seems to be the only one that never loses faith in you even when you do. You have sent word to Morthos asking him to train you, and he has agreed. You know it is that day, and he should be coming in. As he enters into the city, he finds you, greets you, and goes to the queen. The queen has allowed you to use the castle's sparring room. It has padded floors and every weapon in the realm. Morthos has brought three clerics along, and it is just the four of you in this room. With a wave of his hands, the lights dim in the room. The moonlight is shining through one of the windows in the rear of the room, and it seems that the moon is lit just for you this night as it seems only to shine upon you. The three clerics pull up their hood and begin to pray, each to a different god, as Morthos takes a step forward. Standing ten feet from you, he says, Martin Firewell, you have requested to be allowed to study the mysteries of the clerics. You will become a warrior priest of Arlen. Do you swear upon the goddess that you are taking this path of your own free will and accord? I swear. Then step forward and kneel. <laughs> step forward, placing the butt of my trident on the floor, and I kneel down. He continues. Do you swear to defend the weak and teach the faithful? I swear. Do you swear to come to the aid of your brothers and sisters if the need may arise? I swear. Then stand, Alkalite Firewell, and remember to speak truth, right wrongs, judge faithfully and follow the queen. A few days later, you are sparring with Morthos, who is trying to teach you the ways of the clerics. You strike out at Morthos as he moves. He uses his shield to deflect the shot down, but you've already committed to the attack as the warhammer strikes you in the shin. As it strikes you in the shin, you trip, roll, and fall to the ground for what feels like the 10,000th time. 
You look up and you see Mortho standing there. He shakes his head and says, Martin, Acolyte Firewell, you need to subdue the anger, temper the strength, and use grace. Clerics have to be balanced with them, and when they are, it will show in their fighting style. I'm trying. I've spent my whole life using the anger. It's it's not easy. Well, then you know, fighting someone is the only way to truly know them. You are learning to not just serve the goddess, Martin. You are learning to be the judge of our goddess as well. To be balanced so you can balance the order to which you have committed. He walks up to you, reaches his hand out, and offers to help you up. As you stand, he puts a hand on your shoulder and says, We serve the goddess's survival. And though the teachings are using the metaphors of travel and unclear paths in the wood, we are actually more concerned with the survival of the person, the balance of the soul, and the body, so that the mind is free to expand and understand things better. He sighs slightly and turns and says, All clerics have similar training, but I'm too close to you, Martin. You need the best to teach and show you how you are out of balance and to correct it. I have an idea. I know someone who will be willing for this task. I'll send word. She should be here in a few days, but take that time to do your book studies. Learn of our goddess and her ways. A few days later, you're asked to wait by the temple of Jundar in the graveyard. You are studying the prayer book that you found, and behind you, a female voice cuts the silence. Martin Firewell, it looks like I need to repay your kindness. And an acolyte now, huh? As you turn, you see hair like the sunset off the water of the sea. The scar on her face going over her left eye is prominent as ever. One of her eyes blew the other one hazel, and giving away to the person standing before you as High Cleric, Sheila Cremwell, the High Cleric of Jundar. You have heard of her statue as a warrior and only saw it once as she tackled her friend off of a ledge, falling 300 feet to her death just to save you and your crew. Are you ready, Acolyte Firewell? You will either learn or die. She walks past you, not waiting for an answer. And as she approaches the temple of Jundar, the doors seem to open and part before her like they know it is her coming into the temple. After a few sparring rounds, Sheila looks like she has not even broken a sweat and you are out of breath. She says, do you fight with a warhammer usually, Acolyte? <sighs> no, no, not, not in a long while. What do you prefer? <sighs> well, I kind of look down at my missing appendage and uh, I say, well, I've been using the, the trident that I received from Morthos uh, many years ago. She smiles and says, grab your trident, Alkalite. As she walks to the wall, she places her mace on the floor and her shield and picks the trident off the wall. With the grace of a cat, precision of an eagle, and of course the presence of a warrior, she moves through some of her forms with the trident. Now is the time, Martin, she says as she sets her feet in a defensive posture you have never seen before. Learn to balance your soul, believe in yourself, or die. As the stone locks on the doors, you can hear it emanating through the room, and then she runs at you in full force. Alicia and Zandro, both of you are approached by a messenger the next day with envelopes with the seal of Jundar on them. Um, open the envelope. Yeah, I'll open it and take a look. You open it up, and you have just received an invitation to be at the castle step for the naming of Alkalite Martin Firewell that night at the pinnacle of the full moon. That night at the zenith of the full moon, a big crowd is actually gathered at the steps of the castle in Demethos as High Cleric Sheila Cremwell waves her hands. Alicia and Zandro, you are at the front of this group. She says, 
It has been many years ago that the god Jundar named me Cleric Sheila the Unstoppable. I did not understand then, but now I see the path my god had for me. You are gathered here today to witness the first prayer of a new cleric to his goddess and witness his naming day. She steps back to the gathered dignitaries on the doorstep of the castle as Morthos steps forward. I, Cleric Morthos the Faithful, come before you all a faithful follower of Arlen, the goddess of survival, the highest ranking cleric of that faith, and friend to the man before you who has finished his training and taken his oath. Alkalite Martin Firewell, pray to your goddess, listen for her words as she calls to you and names you. Morthos bows his head and begins to pray. Again, I kind of, I, I look down at my, my left arm, but I'm not, I'm not so much looking at the arm itself as the tattoo. And I kneel down and pray. You're hearing your, a voice in your head and it says, I'm proud of I'm you, proud Martin. Of you, Martin. You're taking You're the first steps. First step. I name I you name the Wildstorm. Wild Thank you, Holy One. It was not easy for me to come to terms with things. And I, I feel that I still have a long way to go, but I'm trying. I hope that the tattoo tattoo lets you know and feels that I am always with you, Martin. I hope that I don't let you down. You have not, but your path is your own. I feel that you have something to ask of me. I do. I I need to find balance in all things, and there's not many things more drastically different than that of a barbarian and a cleric. I have to find the middle ground between the two, but I'm not sure how to do that. You must embrace both. Do you have an idea of how to do this in your life so that you can have the balance you need to serve me faithfully? I do not want the title of the Wildstorm. I don't want to be known as Cleric Martin the Wildstorm. Perhaps something in between. Are you ready to denounce the clan you come from? Yes, I believe that would be a suitable middle ground. Well, then I name you Cleric Martin Wildstar. From here on forth, that's how you will be known. Thank you. And I come out of my prayer. And the crowd is there before you, looking, waiting. Even the clerics behind you seem to be baited and waiting. And I rise to my feet and look out over the crowd. And with a very loud voice, I announce that I am Cleric Martin Wildstorm. Uh, there is applause from behind you as the clerics know what you're going through, and it just catches with the audience, and they start clapping. And I'm, I want to know what Xandro and Alicia are doing. I can't believe he finally went through and did it. I really hope this gets him back on track in life and brings him closure and closer to his old self. We can only hope. Hopefully, he won't be so down on himself. I hope so, because when he's at 100%, uh, he is an amazing man. Like he was the only one there that night. Yeah, he he really shouldn't be that hard on himself, and I really hope this whole experience now will lead him on the path to righteousness. Perhaps. And I'll clap while, while we're having our conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, just then, some of the guard come and go, My queen, I'm sorry for the interruption. Uh, I have waited until the ceremony was complete, but an elf envoy is here. And she looks like she's been through hell. The queen breaks through the crowd and runs with the car- the guard. What do you guys do? Follow. Yep. Uh, yeah, follow. They run to the south gate. You can still see some of the marks that were caused on the battle that day. And it looks like two of the guards are carrying 
a shorter than average elf, but she has nice flowing, abnormal for her type, but red hair with a uh, pale complexion and blue eyes that twinkle green in the moonlight. But she's uh, tattered and torn. She's a little beat up, recovering slowly from her travels. She just has on torn, some torn armor and uh, she's weaponless. She's being helped through the gate by a couple of guards. Are you going to allow the guards to continue trying to help you? Uh, no, I'll, I'll shake them off once I'm inside the city gates. The rest of you notice that the way she tries to regain her composure, she almost looked down on these guards touching her. I said I could stand on my own. Yeah, yes, my lady. Someone, someone point me in the direction of the queen. She walks up, and but obviously not in Queen Gaharban, not with the crown, and she goes, I'm Queen Rebecca. What can I do for you, envoy? You are the queen of these lands? I am. I must speak with you in private. I have a message. She'll be like, yeah, right this way, and she'll take you up to the castle. Uh, what are you guys going to do while they go have messages in privates? I'm talking to Morthos, I guess. See you around. Yeah, and Sheila's definitely packing up. She's done, so she's going back to her husband. I'll go over to her first and uh, extend my hand and say, thank you for everything, Sheila. It was an honor. She reaches out and grabs you by the wrist as is normal in those days and gives you a very firm, which you've come to know from her. She's definitely way stronger than she looks. And she says, it was my pleasure. It's hard for clerics to find balance, but I can tell you we're determined. I have to right the wrongs that I've caused in this world. If balance is the way that I must go about doing that, then so be it. She looks shyly, a little coy, and then she looks you in the eyes and says, sometimes to right the wrongs, we need to be able to accept the fact that others are there to help us do that. I know. It's just, it's difficult because I don't want anyone else to get hurt because of my actions. I'm trying, and I'll continue to do so. Have faith, my Martin Wildstorm. She gets up on her saddle and says, and welcome to the Order of Clerics. She kicks her horse and she heads off. I'll kind of smile as I walk over to Morthos. Well, I guess that part's over with. Yeah, it's always there. It nags your soul, especially when you've been through as much as you have, Martin. Yeah, well, doesn't seem like any of this is going to come to an end anytime soon. Have faith. <laughs> been hearing that a lot today. <laughs> I will. Uh, he grasps your hand and says, but I need to return as well. Uh, Diablana is still always under the threat of attack. I need to return and help them out. You know where to find me if you ever need anything. And you know where I am. Thank you. Uh, he gets ready for his trip and he heads out. At that point, I'll just, uh, I guess, head back to our room. I'm sure the the queen will call for us if she needs us. Uh, you all guys have recently learned, too, that they have fixed the tavern. It seems to be the first building that they wanted fixed. Oh. <laughs> Let's get drunk! <laughs> yeah, I'll head to the tavern then. Uh, Xandra, what are you going to do? I mean, I guess it can go either way now. Well, first I'd like to ask, when the elf came in, was she with anybody else or just by herself? Uh, good question, and you don't need to roll for this. No, she was by herself, and you know that they would not allow an envoy of any type to travel, even during peacetime, by themselves. I'll ask the guards uh, which way she came from, and if they seen anybody else with her, just to make sure. The forest, fr she came from the forest line, but not the road. And no, she appeared upon, out of the forest on her own. At first, we thought it was a demon. But then we saw, we heard about a month ago or more that uh, that an elf envoy was heading here. Apparently, some plans that the elves have had. But when we didn't see any, we just thought it was rumor. Where did the queen and this elf go? To the castle. I'll head to the castle and try and find one of the 
higher ranked guards and let them know that it seemed very odd she would come by herself better keep an eye on on her oh yeah yes zandro um definitely the queen asked if you came by or anybody that uh they were we were to let you come into the room the queen wanted to be very clear that you guys are on your way to be the new champions of this land so you are to have certain rights other citizens do not well i'll go to the room i mean if she said to go there i'll go there you go in and they lead you to the conference room and they open the door and you hear the queen and this envoy talking and the envoy sees you enter the room and stops what is this interruption i was told to report to the queen my lady if you so desire i will stay if not, I will leave. Xandro, you're a champion of this land. Enter. You might want to hear the story. If they're sitting, I'll find a place to sit. Uh, sure. It's around the war table, so the map of Enon is there, and you take a chair probably closest to your queen, so you'll be sitting across from the envoy. As I was saying, before so rudely interrupted, we were on our way to see you, Queen Rebecca, when we were ambushed by a pack of demons. My entire escort was killed and I was beaten down, unconscious. When I revived myself, I saw a blue-skinned dragon with a lute, or some form of instrument, saving my life. He ran off before I could catch his name, but what I need to tell you most importantly is that the elves will be ready in nine months, but I lost track of time. I think that was about three months ago. So they want you to know that they will help attack the Dark Tower, and they want you to ready your forces and gather Enon for a last stand. So we have six months to gather everybody of the land and get on the same side. It sounds like a plan. It could possibly happen. Please rest here as long as you need. And when you're ready to leave, we will assign a troop to go with you to get you safely back to your lands. I thank you. I will not rest long as I need to get back to my lands to repair. Uh, absolutely. And uh, she waves at a guard and says, would you show the envoy to her room where she can rest and relax? Make sure she is well taken care of and if she needs anything that the kingdom can provide at this time, allow her to have it. Can I insight check her uh, whole story? Yeah, go ahead. 18. You have not heard truer words, but there is something she was leaving out with an 18. Before she leaves, I'll ask her where she where she came from. I'm from Shadalina, if you must know. Thank you. That wasn't that hard. Harder than you know. As you're being let out by the guard, the door closes. Xandro, you're in there with Queen Rebecca and one other guard, and she is just looking over the map, almost overwhelmed from everything that's been happening. What worries you? How can we accomplish all of our goals at once? Well, I don't think at once will work. But if we take one at a time, we should be able to do it. I mean, which one first? We have the defense of Demethos, so I can't spare the people. I hear that your friends Dafina and Fidget went to Crystaldale, and apparently they're trying to get the site crystal to work there. Rangio still has his throne on it, and more demons appear there, even though the reports I got from everybody, including you, was that the portal's been changed. I have to get Diablana and the orcs to help me so that we can gather up a force to go down there in six months. Diablana is taking assaults and attacks all the time from the demons. It just seems like an overwhelming possibility, and I have no people, no way to accomplish all these goals unless I give up the defense of the capital city of Enon, which I will not. Well, I think defending the capital, defending the people, would be priority one. If uh, Fidget and Dafina are in Crystaldale, I guess we don't have to worry about that right away. 
and I still don't know what's going on in the southeast of my lands. I have not had any reports. And what is this of a dragonborn? If it is who I think it is, I thought he was lost. I thought he disappeared. Xandra, do me a favor. Go to the others. Tell them I need a favor. And you have choices. I need somebody to try to convince the forces of Diablana to send us enough people in six months to take on the demon horde at the Dark Castle. I also need somebody to go investigate Rangio. I need somebody to go and be an envoy to the orcs. I need somebody also to go to Crystal Dale. If we can get Crystal Dale back up in the air, we can have a safe place to put people. And I need to know what's going on in the southeast. I have no idea. I've had zero reports from that area. I stand up and say that I'll return. She says, thank you. She gives you a slight nod, and the guard opens the door for you. I bow and head out. Uh, The door closes, and... The guard that was at the door, one of the queen's guards, you know him. He turns to you and says, Zandra, what? why does she still look so bleak? What's what's going on? She has much on her plate. There's, there's much to be done and no time to do it and not a lot of people to get it done. It's definitely harder to be a queen during a demon apocalypse than it does in a time of peace. <laughs> I suppose it would be. I would just keep an eye on her and uh, you know, we'll do what we can. He says, I will, sir, and he gives you the guard salute and heads back to his post. I'll salute him back and head off to look for the rest of the group. Okay, so the rest of the group. You guys went to get drunk, right? Yep. Martin, he's never been one to, like, get drunk. He'll drink. Oh, yeah. So you go to the tavern, and this is something you haven't seen in a long time. There's music playing, people dancing, people having a good time, talking and cheering. There's a few guards in here that keep talking about the siege and how everybody fought valiantly and there's some talk of the people they lost in that attack uh, a bunch of conversations going on but this is the first time in a long time that it looks like people are having a good time i will head over to them and tell them about the conversation with the uh the queen and her concerns and that we need to figure out a plan i set down my drink and, and go to stand up a little bit tipsy i, I not drinking much i'm, I'm kind of slightly inebriated so it takes me a minute to get my balance but then i, I nod at zandro like, okay let's let's go talk to the queen zandro you with all the information you got are you just gonna let him walk back to the queen or are you gonna kind of try to give him the options there i'll give him the options once we get outside i think probably the easiest step would be to go i think crystal dale might be the quickest to try and figure something out we should head towards Crystal Dale. I kind of, it's its not very obvious, but I kind of draw into myself a little bit and just kind of like nod and, and go along with what the other two are saying. You have nothing to say? No, no, Crystal, Crystal Dale sounds like, a, sounds like a good plan. I mean, obviously it'll be up to the queen, but I mean, if we suggest it, she might agree. Sounds, sounds good. You head up the stairs and the queen is walking out. She goes, my friends, you should be enjoying the night. The tavern is open. Well, we were returning to maybe possibly talk to you about plans going forward. Do you have an idea? Well, we're just thinking since Crystal Dale is, is our closest option, maybe we should start there since it'll be the quickest or at least getting there will be quick it would be really helpful if we can get crystal dale up back in the air we can have a safe place to put the people do we have any idea why it is not in the air the reports that i got was that the site crystal 
was either fractured or the magic taken out of it, which drove it back to the ground. I have no idea how this magic works. Zariah said she was there, but she's not sure how the old man did it originally. Who was the first person to do it? The master of the spire here in Demethos. Originally, Crystaldale was separate from the kingdom. It's hoarded the magic, believed that it could train anybody to be a magic user, and their quest for power ostracized some of the wizards. So my father allowed them to bring build the tower that is here now in Demethos, and it was led by a very nice old man. I can't remember his name right now. And that might be a good place for us to start. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Shall we head there now? I say we shove up in the morning. Yeah, that's, the girl does that's need her idea. beauty rest. Yeah, maybe morning would be better. Uh, you guys head back to your rooms, and again, you sleep. Um, Martin, nothing weird happens, but your sleep is definitely better than it has been in a long time. Uh, the rest of you do your thing, and as you get up in the morning and head out, you run into the envoy. An elvish. I give her the traditional greeting then. I was not expecting that from you. Uh, again, in Elvish, not everyone is what they seem to be. Apparently, and not everyone is a complete man. I kind of smile, and with, with a lot of difficulty, I bite my lip and say, have a good time getting back to your city, and I walk past her. You could swear that you saw the cleric's tattoo move. You there, what arm? Where did you get that tattoo? Oh, I keep walking. You there, elf. What's the human's problem? I think it's pretty evident. He's human? No, it's your lack of tact. Well, he's a human with one arm. What, what is his name? His name is Martin. Ah, and your name? Xandro. Are you friends with that human, Xandro? Yes, I am. Then I must apologize to him. Can you get his attention, please? I'll yell out, Martin, wait up. Uh, I stop and look back. What? You are friends with Xandro? I, I kind of look at her. I'm, I'm contemplating just like a fuck you, but... Uh, uh, I, again, I bite my lip and I, I nod. Then I'm... I'm sorry for what I said. I have one other question for you. What is it? I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but did you lose your arm in a fire? My arm was taken by minions of Deimos. I'm sorry for your loss. It's not a loss. Where, where did you get that tattoo? What? Your tattoo. Where did you get it? From my goddess. Arlen. Do you know anything about your tattoo? Very little. I know that it is a reminder that Arlen is always with me. Are you going to find out more? Hope so. Can I ask that you escort me home? As of now, we are on a task for the queen that does not go anywhere near your home. However, I'm sure the queen would be happy to provide you with security. Are all of you going on this task for the queen? Yes. Yep. Do you need help? On this task we could always use an extra hand where we're going i can't guarantee your safety it's probably for the best if you just wait here zandros are you going with them yes i feel i would be shirking my responsibilities if i did not help and what do you bring to the table fire is a molting and i'm playing with it sort of like uh, the feng long balls and my eyes glow with a little bit of fire and you can see that it's starting to envelop myself in flame i have special talents would i be able to know if this is nature or arcane based this is definitely right. magic i'll look at uh martin and be like might be useful i kind of shrug like whatever it's it's not gonna be a walk in the park i have fallen and risen many times <laughs> okay i can't let that one go xandro give me a history check <laughs> 
That would be a whole 11. This is no ordinary envoy. This is a sister to the leader of the elves, a very well-kept secret of the elves, because the leader of the elves' sister is a fire user who has magic that people have never really felt before. You have heard that if she is killed in battle, she has a way to resurrect herself. And if she does, everybody around her gets hit with an explosion of fire as the rebirth happens. Yeah, you guys head down and Rebecca seems to be waiting for you. And she says, uh, Envoy, I, I have ten men that will take you back to your homeland. Queen Rebecca, I am grateful for that, but I have decided to join your champions. I have a small favor to ask. And that is? My armor and weapon have been destroyed. May I have some from your armory? Do you have any to spare? What we have is at your disposal, and she will take you to the armory. Queen Rebecca, I thank you for these wares and weapons. You are absolutely welcome, Envoy. Are you sure you want to accompany them? Uh, rumor has it they were heading to Crystaldale, and it's going to get a little dicey there. I like to roll with the punches, so I'll head out with them. If our paths should split along the journey, so be it. She gives everybody a nod and says good luck. And good luck to you here. You head to the spire, and you get to the spire. The door is closed. Uh, knock on the door. The door opens, and standing in front of you is a middle-aged man in a robe, and he says, can I do something for you, champions? Yeah, we need to need to talk to the guy, old gentleman, wizardly type, who knows about the magic of Crystal Dale. Master Zan, he died during the demon apocalypse. Did he leave notes? Was there anyone else you might know about how we can possibly get Crystal Dale back up in the air? Back up in the air? I don't even think that's possible. The, the magic's gone from Crystal Dale. I mean, please come in. Um, I'll take you to Master Zan's office. Nobody's touched anything there. You can look and find notes if you'd like. He leads you up the spire and into the top office. And sure enough, you walk in and it is a mess. Papers and books and journals everywhere. <sighs> This might take a while. He, he looks around the room and he goes, um, I think this is going to take you a while. Can I make some tea? And then I'll, I'll go over and, and sit down at the desk and start writing through papers. Xandro, you find a book after a long while. Uh, so the guy comes back, gives you tea, has actually refilled tea a couple of times. Uh, it starts getting later in the day when, Xandro, you find a book. The book looks like he was trying to detail some magic it sounds like from the writing, it's a journal he was trying to write on what he did to make Crystal Dale float. I think I found something here. I'll start trying to read it. Is it something I can even read? Yes and no. It's a, a, a guy who does ritual magic trying to write out what had happened using like mathematics and ritual. Oh boy. I'll show it. I'll show it to all of them. Do any of you guys understand any of this? Yeah, these notes are all over the place but you can determine that he was trying to figure out how he did it himself and you can see one repeating phrase magic sacrifice does anyone know about sacrificing magic where's that old man who showed us in here he comes he comes back again he went to refill your tea and he comes back with more tea and he's like um i think i might have to cut you guys off it's going to get late soon there's a lot of caffeine in this it's not as good as grogan's tea it's good but it's not grogan um Oh, okay. It's not, grow, it's not grow good. What do you, sir, know of a magical sacrifice or a sacrifice of magic? I know it's a forbidden magic. 
I know that I could kill the person casting it and cause so much disruption in the magical fields of life and everything. Is there anyone you know that we could talk to to find out more about how to cast it? I'm going to be honest. If somebody is practicing it, they're probably not going to tell me if I ask. Because the notes here say sacrifice of magic with regard to getting Crystaldale in the air. Oh, can I can I see that? Can I help you yeah. a little bit? I'll hold on to it. Um, I mean, snaps your fingers or snaps his fingers and all of a sudden the book's in his hand and he's flipping through the pages and he goes, I, I can't believe Master Zan would do this. I, wow. Um, it turns out that he created the power of a crystal by sacrificing part of himself to power it. How can we do that? It would take a very powerful magic user. Um, and I mean, they might be going to death, um, from what I'm reading with these notes, Crystal Dale went through a transformation where there was all different types of magic that were bombarding it. And to save the expo- the city from explosion, he went and sacrificed himself on a magical orb that was empty and created something called a sight crystal. But by doing so, he gave half of his magical essence to the ball. So you're saying we need an empty crystal? Uh, he sits down, still staring at the book. It's that unbelievable, why would Master Zan have done this? And he just says out loud, he's the one that said this magic was forbidden. It makes no sense. Feel we need to get a crystal and a powerful magic user and see if we can recreate this to help out the queen. You don't want to make this in the city of Demethos. We can't ask anyone to do this. How else are we going to get Crystaldale back in the air to be a safe haven for the people during our attack with the queen? She needs this. I only know of one super strong magic user that is in the area, but I can't ask this of her. Not if there's a, a, a great risk that she might die in the process. We need to find something else. This, this is coming from the guy who floated the city to begin with. I don't think we have very many other options. Were there any other books near this book? Uh, there are. They're different studies. Nothing that seems the same kind of magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how many other options we're going to have. The only other problem is the book says what he did, but it doesn't say how. We can put this to her, but I, I'm not going to ask her to do this. Maybe she'll understand it even more. Alicia! All this talk of forbidden magic, him doing this forbidden magic, a book writing about this forbidden magic, and none of this stuff being around you. Your rogue instincts kick in. Maybe they're hidden somewhere. I am going to start looking around for anything that looks out of place. There is a desk. There's about five bookshelves. There's books stacked on top of books in the middle of the floor. There's a couple of chairs and a couch. I'm going to start running my hand across the books to see, kind of feel them and see if they might contain a hidden passage or something. You run your hand over a couple piles of books and you notice that the books have an even amount of dust on them. Like, nobody really comes up here at all. But if you're going to hide the notes, you're probably not going to put it in a book somebody can find. I'm going to check the couch. You find a pouch in, that was tucked into the couch. As you pull it out, it's got four red potions in it. Would I know what they do? Yeah, they're all medium healing potions. I could definitely use these. Put some in my backpack. So there's the desk, the bookshelves, the couch. You check the couch. You check the books. Yeah. I guess the desk. You find something that looks like it it looks like a pull combination. It's a type of lock that you've dealt with before. You might be able to pick it 
Yeah, I'm going to attempt to pick it. You start manipulating the cords. You've heard of this before. This will be your first time. You're actually kind of excited about this because you've never really seen this kind of lock. You have heard about it. You've trained on it. You move your fingers. You hear the first two clicks. And then the third one makes a really weird noise. You move your hand out of the way just in time as you hear a needle slam against the desk. You look down there. There was a trap with a, uh, a green liquid filled needle. You know it to be poison. Thank God I didn't get stabbed by that thing. Well, at least it's not trapped anymore. I mean, I guess at this point I have no choice but to kind of stick my hand back there and see if I will unlock it. Uh, why don't you stick your head down there? Because now you triggered a trap just to see if there's anything else going on. Sure, why the hell not? I don't need a head. <laughs> yeah, this thing looks like it's triggered. There might be two more traps. Alicia pulls out her thieves tools. She starts rucking around inside of this trapped mechanism. She hears two clicks and believes that she has disarmed both the traps. You feel that you have successfully disabled them, so you could probably try as many times as you want now. Well, that's what I'm going to keep doing. You hear a tunk, and it seems that you disabled that trap just right. This time, you get it. Just barely get it. <laughs> click, click, and you hear a pop. And sure enough, you look under there, and part of the desk has popped out, and it looks like there's a rolled-up parchment in it. Grabs the parchment and opens it up. It looks really weird. There's a bunch of math, numbers, diagrams, but you cannot make this out. Hey, anybody want to take a crack at reading this? Let the uh, let the wizard guy read it. He seemed to understand the other one. Uh, hmm. He grabs it, and he goes, oh, my God, it's true. I can't let you have this. And he starts holding it over a candle and the paper starts to burn. I'm punching him. You punch him. He drops it, but it is on fire. You stomp it out or Alicia stomps it out because she was going to blow out the candle anyway. And you pick it up and and he's unconscious. Nice hit. Uh, in fact, when you hit him, you heard a couple of breaks. You didn't mean to hit him that hard. I see, Martin, you're still getting used to that cleric. He had it coming. Of course he did. Yeah, we probably need that, I'm guessing, if he wanted to light it on fire. So, Neth, you recognize a ritual when you see one. All you have to do is find somebody who can ritual cast, and they could probably cast it, but it looks like a ritual. Transfer your life essence into an inanimate object. You hear on the ground the guy is starting to stir. Uh... We should probably leave or help this guy. One of the two. Uh, I'll cast Cure uh, Wounds on the Let's scroll away. You, you hear all the bones go back into place, and he opens his eyes, and he goes, What? Did you hit me? Yes. Why? Ugh. I think you know why. You took it. Yes. It can't be cast. You might break the fabric of the universe. Do you not understand the devastation that can happen if one small thing goes wrong with that ritual? Kind of like a demon apocalypse? Worse. You being taken <laughs> away apart at the smallest level that we know, at the molecular level, and dispersed back in the universe and bleeping out all of existence. We do what we have to. I'm sorry for hitting you that hard, but you deserved it. You're going to want to hit me again. And he starts moving his hands and he starts casting. I'm just going to slap his hands. You slap his hands, but he... Can I swing around with the left hook and smack him across the face? Uh, sure, you hit him for one point of damage. I will say, we're taking this and we're leaving. The queen has asked us to do this. So he continues his cast. And as soon as he finishes, the whole place sounds out with beeps and gongs. He has set off some kind of magical alarm. Awesome. And he puts his hands up 
and says, I give up. I kind of smile at him. I don't think this is going to go the way you think it's going to go. It doesn't matter what happens to me as long as that ritual doesn't leave this tower. And I'll say, Alicia, take it and go. Is there a window? There is. Walks out the window and starts walking down the wall. Uh, you attempt to open the window and a blue force field pushes you back. Well, that wasn't very nice. Is this a, uh, this is maybe uh, some kind of spell that he's concentrating on? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like he cast a spell to trigger everything and now he's done. I just, I'm just going to lean back against the, the desk and wait. Because I, I assume the, the state guards are coming. I'm going to pop a squat on the couch and say, we can do this the easy way. You can just, you know, let us get out of here or we can just kind of wait this out. So I can let you go and possibly blink out all existence or I can stand my ground and fight what I think is right and not let that ritual leave this tower. Well, I mean, you could, but I, I, there's five of us and one of you. No, there's four of us. There's four of us. Matthew's there's four fine. of us. You really think you'll be able to take all of us? He puts a crooked smile on and says, if I have to. Is the the door, is it still open? Well, it's closed, but it was closed. I mean, that's how normal right. people do it. They close doors that were closed. Yeah. I'm going to attack him with a firebolt because I don't like his attitude. As the elven ambassador reaches back and creates a mode of fire in her hand, she whips it at the seeming wizard. Right before it strikes, a blue haze appears before him as he casts shield and protects himself. I'll walk over to the door and try and open it. It opens. I'll turn around and say, so why do we stand here? Can you actually walk through it? I'll try to walk through it. Uh, you walk through it. Alicia. Downstairs. I'll pull my bow and arrow and wait to see if anybody's going to follow out with me. He just says, uh, I don't think this is going to end well for you. Taps his nose, says a word that nobody understands, and he blinks out. Let's go. And I motion for everybody to go down the stairs. You're out of combat, so you start going down the stairs. Who's the first person? I guess that'd be me, and I'll be on the watch for any. Corner of your eye, you see fire magic. The fireball hits the wall next to you on the stairs. As the fireball strikes the wall, the flames spread out and engulf everybody as Alicia nimbly jumps back up the stairs and uses her acrobatics to get out of the way. Everyone else gets singed by the flames that envelop and erupt around them. I'm going to step forward and do I see who cast the fireball? You come down the stairs and you're on the next platform. Looking into the hallway off the next platform, you see the same wizard about 25, 30 feet down the hall. And it looks like he's starting to cast again. So I'll move 15 feet forward just so that he will be inside of it. And I will cast Thunder Wave. Extending his fingers up, Martin pulls his hands out. And with a burst of noise that shakes the whole building, he casts a wave of thunder that hits the wizard. But he seems to hold his ground. And I will move my uh, the rest of my movement to get in. Striking right uh, Alicia, me? fireball hit the wall. You evaded it. You see Cleric Mart Wildstorm come forward and cast a new spell that you've never seen, sending thunder through the air at the uh, wizard, and it hit. But it is a 10-foot hallway, and you can get to the guy if you want to. I'm going to run back up the stairs and into that room. I am going to ignite my mantle of flame. I'll just cast fireball back at him. Okay, that he'll counterspell. <laughs> uh, I'd like to use a bonus action to Hunter's Mark him. And fire two arrows. First shot. It hits. Yeah, you can visibly see blood coming from him now. All right. Let's stick another arrow. It does hit. That one, it hits his eye socket. Nice. His magics seem to leave him. And as it does, he transfers from a middle-aged man into a very young boy and falls to the ground dead. 
Can I cast Spare the Dying? The arrow comes out of the socket, but the eye still has a milky white to it as you cast Spare the Dying. I will bind his hands behind his back, as well as uh, cut a length of rope to, to tie around his head in his mouth. The alarms are still going off in the tower. Oh, yeah. great. Pick up the guy and uh, try and head for the front door. Oh, uh, yeah. You make it all the way down to the front door. It doesn't seem like anybody else is in this tower. So I'm going to come down the stairs and notice them walking away and run to catch up. Uh, you catch up. You're leaving the tower and a bunch of wizards come over and they're like, what's going on? What what, what happened to Adam? What What's going on here? Are these wizards we know? You've seen them. You especially have seen them. They are the wizards that help guard the, the walls. He was in the form of an older gentleman and he attacked us. So we defended ourselves. And then he turned into this boy. Please, please spare Adam. He, his parents are dead and he lost his grandfather. Master Zan was his grandfather. He's the only living relative. Please don't take him. It doesn't sound like him just to attack people for no reason. He, he's a super sweet boy, but he's, he's definitely smart for his age. He's, he's a savant of a, of a type. We'll take him to the queen. If you wish to make a case for him, she would be the one to talk to. Uh, yeah, I... Only one question. What were you doing in the tower? Following up on some information for the queen. They follow you all the way back. And as as the door opens, they follow you in. And they grab one of the guards and they demand to see the queen. Because they accuse you of trespassing in the tower. And taking a boy out of the tower. And we'll find out what happens next time. Dick, I'm not going to remember. Start taking notes. I, I never take notes. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at brosoldguy. Uh, check it once in a while. As of right now, when this releases, we are still running the competition for fan art. Seriously, you don't have to be a great artist. You don't have to be Woody or one of the other great artists that we've had on the show. Uh, stick figures. And the best one will win a copy of Tales of the Yawning Portal or any other by the D&D book of your choice. On Sundays, 7 Central Standard Time, you can tune into our Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash brosanddragons to watch mine Koya. You can, as always, follow me on Twitter, uh, 13 again. Don't really check much, still don't know how to use Twitter. Still haven't really taken time to learn. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram. I do run that and do most of the postings, and I mean, almost all of the postings on that. Uh, remember, get your T-shirts or dice bags. Uh, the link is in our bio, but it's um, and the shirts are actually pretty cool. I would strongly suggest getting one. Uh, I think that's everybody, right? All the important people. Go ahead, Adam. I want to hear an interview when you do yourself. I'll do myself. You catch me. Harambe was set up uh, on the Twitterverse. I also run the Bros and Dragons podcast. Uh, Facebook page, so throw us a like and a share whenever you see us posting up there. And you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Bros and Dragons. You can find us on other social media by searching Bros and Dragons, all one word. If you want to support the show, keep downloading it. Tell others, just spread the word. Use the hashtag Bros and Dragons and twit away about us. Or if you want to become part of our financial team, go to patreon.com forward slash Bros and Dragons and donate a monthly amount. Every dollar counts. We've got some feedback I wanted to read. JazzD80 says, These guys had me laughing from the beginning, and I have not been a big D&D &D fan, but now I'm hooked. 
Mike needs to learn to swear or switch the aspect of his character. The flow of the story was catchy and dynamic. The cliffhanger, though, now I'm hooked. Harley D93 said these guys are hilarious. Already love the changes to episode two. I cannot wait for more. I love that people are using their creative nature to encourage others. Go DM Doc, live your dreams. The Boneclad Nomad said a very funny cast with a great DM who takes the adventure on all sorts of wild rides. Nothing to miss out on. Give this podcast a go for sure. Grimlock04 says great amount of energy is spent to make this podcast work. They need a fresh voice of someone that helps with the workload and pace of the show. I agree. It can't always be taken by me. I'm not saying the other guys aren't doing it, but I definitely take a lot of You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at IamDMDoc. As always, from everybody here and at Bros and Dragons Incorporated, keep it nerdy and live your dreams. Later. I guess (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what time it is. So it's morning. They definitely gave it to you at enough time for you to go get dressed and whatnot. I'm a woman. It could take me longer than that. Yeah. That's why they gave you (laughs) all day. Uh, Give me a second. I'm pulling it up. Just want to make sure I don't fuck it up. Cause I will. You've been fucking everything up tonight. Yeah. Well, it's every recording. That's why I'm thank God I can get through things. it's not too bad. Usually, I don't know. Maybe it's the the streaming. It's got you nervous. Is that it? I'm nervous. I don't know, man. Because I don't stream. Not, it's usually not this bad. I had the mic down here on the actual headphones muted. <laughs> so, uh, whoops. Uh, just to let I you guys know, the first part of this is going to be kind of shady. <laughs> I'm so I don't know how that happened. I never mute it. So I just love that I keep throwing in wrenches. Like, oh, you get used to the new name. Bam, new fucking name. <laughs> yeah, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> right? I'm I'm gonna call him Marty next week. He's gonna be. I'm hey, just gonna start calling Captain. <laughs> so it's a secret where you came from. But you want us to take you back there? I think it's more that uh, he doesn't know the land. I'm looking no. it up right now. <laughs> Don't talk to like, your kind. Kind of the first thing about an envoy is, hey, I'm here from this place. <laughs> right? Well, I just told him the capital city because I was pretty damn sure there's about an 80% chance it works 100% of the time that you weren't going to ask these questions. Oh, my God. All I hear is wah. All I hear is, I'm DM Doc, and I'm not prepared. <laughs> uh, you're about 60% correct. <laughs> you know, one time I had fucking diarrhea, and I shat a liter of fucking piss <laughs> out my ass. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> no, you don't. You love them. To answer your question, elf. I you're an elf. Know. What the hell was that? <laughs> right i only i don't i look down upon this elf yeah but you're you're an elf so that's really like yeah i guess i mean go ahead and just say knife here get it out of the way <laughs> i'm not racist <laughs> i just don't like his kind of elf um just fuck that woman i got it yeah <laughs> pretty much i, I was, was at a loss as to i was what expecting to say. her to say something first
Oh, I hate this bitch. <laughs> I just uh, want to turn I, the mic back up to laugh audibly for you. I'll go back to where I was. I, I kind of. Oh, man. I mean, sometime would be great. He's muted. <laughs> I know, but he can hear me. <laughs> You want me to just roll for you? Oh, my God. And then he wonders why we don't let him on the podcast that off. Is what Alicia thinks about this uh, new woman talking shit. Get your woman to fight for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm a religious man now. Alicia likes this feisty woman and wants her to come along on the journey. I think I've been playing my station pretty well. I not think yours, not your station, Adam. The characters. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much below your station. What? <laughs> I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Maybe I'll see if Queen Rebecca needs a uh, needs a king, a right hand man. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I hate you all. <laughs> you love us. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I, I can spare the dying the shit out of you, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can make you I can make you shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. I think a level 7 barbarian, level 1 cleric, and my level 8 character could do a lot of damage together. Are you coming on to me? <laughs> Only in a let's go kill things kind of way. Right. That way I can save some bandwidth because it might be my bandwidth that makes the stuff come in funny. Ah, Much better. Did you pee? Oh, my back teeth have been floating for the last, I don't know, (laughs) 45 (laughs) minutes. Right? I can taste it. (laughs) Oh, that hurts. (laughs) Okay. Character. Alicia goes to the bathroom. <laughs> she comes out. Oh my God, my teeth were floating. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on the blooper reel. Martin, can you give me a hand here? My teeth are floating. <laughs> it's okay. I only need one. You can always use a hand around here. <laughs> 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 the new thing is just going to be, hey, can you give me a hand? Right. <laughs> I'm going to start collecting severed hands and just fucking throw them at you. <laughs> yeah, that won't make you lose I your cleric it. powers. <laughs> <laughs> Only It says, must have both hands to enter. <laughs> wow. I'm going to start cutting off the people's hands that make the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows about the magic of Crystal Dale? The guy says, nobody sees the wizard. No way, no how. And he's slitting. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I break down the door. (laughs) Martin starts breaking in the song. All of a sudden, Martin gets a weird accent. Put him up. Put him up. Put him up. <laughs> I'll fight you with one paw type. Oh, wait. 
<laughs> I, I I knock on the door again with my nose. Yeah, can you grow this back? What? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> well, we finally got away from like the totally serious part. I can finally make some jokes again. <laughs> uh no. I'll, I'll turn to Zandro like, okay, I need you to go find Miss Cleo. <laughs> I gotta make up ground, man. I've been serious all fucking night. Alicia rolls her eyes. I am not cleaning this up. Say say make me a sandwich, Martin. Come on. <laughs> well, we're gonna be here a while. Could really use something to eat though. I could really use another hand in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she could be our helping hand know. in this matter but that was bad that was just terrible it's like you were trying to make it fit like I was reaching <laughs> see that's better <laughs> dick John's not even paying attention look like it's not even I worth it, it now. Pretty good. Like, just just take the fucking belt back. Give me my hand. <laughs> well, at least it's not trapped anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That, sure. That's a safe bet. Why not? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, no, that's. Detect pits. Yeah. Detect pits and snares. <laughs> 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 oh, Kate the cleric. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave him the old one one. <laughs> <laughs> the one and a half right get on my level with hand jokes <sighs> can I become a lich <laughs> oh my god you guys suck balls <laughs> no that's only Alicia not yet not yet she only likes to be with a whole man. <laughs> Bleeping out all of existence. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> hey there, we're Dungeons and Dragons. Quick, what do we do here? We're going to roll some dice. Make some terrible jokes. Toss in a wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man and you've got a party. It's so much pun. Sorry about that. Yeah. We're Dungeons & Dragons, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast where we are building a world through the collaborative storytelling that is Dungeons & Dragons. We like to have fun, laughs, thrills, and adventure. Join us by subscribing to Dungeons & Dragons through iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Find us at dumbdragons.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. 
wall-to-wall filthy fucking language go to a grocery store i'm like i know exactly what i need i get in there i'm like yeah <laughs> the yeah. did i even come here for with our charity swear jar every up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction the motherfucker's a mouth breather gaming movies life musings it's all here served on a bed of and garnished with a crown of shut the fuck up how the fuck did we get here fuck all that a jelly bean so if you want to hear us do good things with bad words check out the watch your mouth podcast on itunes soundcloud facebook or online at wimpodcast.com and remember swearing is caring so watch your mouth this has been a bros and dragons production